Okay, partners, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Ascot Mile Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, we're teaming up to record episode 153 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, quarter to 11 on Thursday, the 2nd of February. Esperance, the Bay of Isles in action tomorrow. That's Friday. And we're not really sure. The, the rest is in flux at the moment, but Geraldton is definitely racing Saturday. We've just got to wait on a decision uh, about the Ascot and the uh, Belmont meetings this weekend. So um, hopefully that'll be the fact through. We haven't got a decision still. Yep. Would mean that they're talking to them. They would have moved it to Sunday if they were going to do that. Yep. So I'd say they're talking to Sky and we're going to have time changes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, still. Think about me. Yeah. Come on. What about what about me? What about me? Um, so that is You're that. a big Shannon Nolf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. You have a little flavour saver when you are, you know, the big. <laughs> let let let's ride. Let's let's ride. Let's ride. That's my favourite Shannon. Yeah. yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There let's you go. ride. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you say the last leg of a multi, isn't it's a, it? It's a banger. Yeah, never cash out. You're someone that does multis and super, uh, super cashes mul- out. Super multi man. Super multi tips. Yeah. yeah, just killing it. Yeah, he's the man. He's the man. Yeah, super multi tips. Forex. Aussies, Aussies, super multis. So stay tuned, Terry. Uh, oh yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market city meets. Get out stakes competition, and don't forget uh, we have the return. Finally, the return of the Mac, the return of the mastermind. Uh, Geordie Turner and Sammy, Sammy Black and White. Uh, tab Room, Sam White. Yes. Is that his Twitter handle? Tab Room. Wood, wood, tab, wood Tab Room? Wood Tab Room. Yeah. Does that mean he likes being in TAB that, rooms? Yeah. Or is that his last name? Tab? No, his last name's White. Might be his local. Anyway. It might be his local. I've asked about that if I don't forget. Uh, coming up in the mastermind as well. The Mandarin Hotel, yes, exactly. Um, now, this is the moment of the podcast where I ask you what uh, what side gigs you got going that you need to promote, like Betfair-related, uh, Miles Fitzner-related. What, what's what's cooking in the I've gurus enjoyed, world? I've enjoyed two months without doing uh, without doing bugger all, to be honest with yeah. you. But, um, yeah, no, I won't be writing the previews for a little while yet. I've, I've enjoyed the time without – and it just sort of – it's been meaning – because um, in summer there's Friday racing, so that's an extra meeting. That's yeah. an extra six hours work. So yeah. it's sort of it's a time orientated thing. But uh, back on doing Miles' show, the uh, Friday Form Lounge, I think he calls it. Um, so yeah, we're on that uh, tomorrow with Miles returning. So just that's when you, just when you thought you were out, yeah. Miles is persuasive. <laughs> he's very persuasive. He's a man about town. Tell you what, he's going to be calling footy this year and, and enjoy watching the uh, the rise of Miles over the journey. He's, he's a good caller. Have you heard him call footy? I have not heard he's him. A cracking, he's a cracking footy caller. I think he's, uh, yeah, he's very obviously a very personable and comical man. But, um, yeah, I think he calls footy extremely well. For a man that spends as much time as he does with, on the form doing uh, well, the form for every state in Australia, he's, uh, yeah, he's a cracking caller. So um, tune in. All right, tune little in. Plug, so, little unexpected so plug for th- Those who uh, hang by their um, devices every Thursday, Friday, waiting for the words of the Perth Racing Guru, they're just going to have to hold fire. Yeah, a bit well, yeah, we'll we'll get there. Uh, I think Betfair want us to flick in our best or best couple and add a, a little couple of sentences. So yeah, we'll, spiel. Yeah, so we'll still do that. Okay. Yeah, but right. that'll be it. Now, now. The one one is uh, of course available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other pod- podcasting platforms. Please, please download, subscribe, like, follow, and if there's an opportunity to give us a five star rating, well, 
don't think just do. So that's very good. <laughs> that's new, isn't it? <laughs> that's I'm quoting Maverick from Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There you go. I like it. Don't think just do. Give very us uh, give us five stars. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Let's get cracking. It's time for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. And uh, Craig just wanted us to, to let the listeners know, uh, especially you racing folk out there that um, have anything to do with uh, walkers, carousel walkers, that if you want your carousel walker to be irrigated, then Witten's, Craig Witten, Witten's Irrigation Design, he's your man. So get in touch with Craig if you have anything irrigating related. So, um, and also a shout out to the Witten family, ex Celestial. Off Heck yeah. McLaren, it's one of its last two, ridden by Kate. What the heck? What the heck, ridden by Kate. Trained by Rob, uh, that's Craig's father. Reinvented. And um, strapped, strapped and part owned by Timmy Gears. Good man, Timmy. He's the manager, of course, of uh, Kate and uh, Sean McGrady. So, um, real family affair. Ex Celestial was one of its last two. Good odds. So, goodbye. Uh, it's always been a horse with a fair bit of talent mm. as uh, Ex Celestial. It used to be a sitting sprinter. Most of its wins yeah, it were. Yeah, get back. Yep. Flash. I actually backed it at its first race start, and then it beat me. I was the uh, the big money. Zach loves to fly. Oh. We backed that two eighty into about a dollar seventy, and it was only Ex Celestial that beat me. So I'm uh, I was very happy with them and then very unhappy with them should have stuck with it <laughs> yeah yeah i've been cleaning up recently mm. so good job so we quickly touched on the track earlier the rails back in the true um it's gonna be a warm day um and again all this is in flux due to the uh the day that we're racing and potential start time changes so I don't think a huge amount will change. As I said, I, I, it may be that we are racing in the morning. And if we're racing in the morning, you'd suspect it'll play a little bit more, uh, will suit those a little bit more closer to the speed. But um, look, when you were racing at the True Pad, we have to – I've been told that it's in far better condition than it was yep. um, in, in prior runs, but I mean, you're probably going to have to see that till we believe it. So this is probably the most difficult pad to bet pre-post with confidence on, especially if you're backing something from an inside gate. But in saying that, I'm waiting for that big overcorrection mm. where the inside pad is concrete and you can't win off it when it's at the true pad. And I know that a lot of work has gone into the deck um, and that particular part of the deck. But just remember that the last two or three times we've raced at the true pad, if you settled on the fence, you effectively couldn't win. Mm, okay. You effectively were stuffed, especially when you're especially when um when you're behind. I, I see as of nine thirty five this morning, the track's officially rated at five. So they've kept the water right mm -hmm. up to it in the heat, which is understandable. That's and then the thing. Will they try and overcorrect wide? Will there be a mm -hmm. it's a yeah, it's a sticky one. It's a lane which yeah. I, I know they've done a lot of work, as I said, but what we I guess we'll only find out on, on race day and uh, yeah, it might take a race or two just to have a look and, and decide how you feel a couple of litres, a couple of litres back horses should go. And there are a couple of good ones early to decide. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk yeah. about um, probably Just Go and Pot Shot in a second, who should probably both go okay. And that's probably a good indication to start the day. But um, yeah, lots of learning in that sense. Well, We've got good, no odds to talk about either. Good segue. Yeah. Into race one. Let's do it. They, and they knew we were coming back because they've served up one of our, one of our favourite race names for the opener. It's the... Quay clean. <laughs> the quay, quay, quasi, quasi. It's oh. uh, it's the key clean handicap uh, for the three-year-olds over eleven hundred meters. And now that we're in February, punters, it's important to note that the open, just the standard eighty thousand dollar open three-year-olds are all handicapped now for the. 
from August 1 to the end of January, there's set weights and penalties races. But uh, as of the 1st of Feb, the uh, the um, open three-year-olds are now handicapped. So this is a uh, 62 plus with a minimum of 54 and a 60 kilo top weight in the form of Just Go, who is uh, returning from racing in the uh, Placid Arc and the Placid Arc Prelude. So um, ran well, pot, pot shot, the stable mate's coming off two strong wins and Wild Bell, of course, is uh, potentially heading to Melbourne alongside mm-hmm. stablemate laced up heels for friend of the show LK Fernie. So not a bad little three-year-old contest to kick things off. Yeah, it's a cracker. I won't be betting here. I didn't even do a market. Uh, it's the only race of the day. I, I just think there was too many question marks mm. um, on this race to have any real confidence in it. Like, is Wild Bell ready to go? Is Luke using this as, as a trial? From a speed map point of view, Wild Bell is the only horse that didn't make sense where it's going to be. Um, you'd expect Just Go to lead Bisector outside it, pot shot behind it. Actually, Pike, I actually Pike thought Bisector might be able to cross, cross Just Potentially. Case, it's yeah. found races with no speed. Remember yep. that in regards to that. I, I can't imagine that Dion will be asking Vic to let something cross and then Potshot becomes three of the fence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a possibility. Uh, if that if that's the case and he goes forward on Wide Bell, you might find the breeze. Yep. Um, they'll remember the Placid Arc run as well where they went back. And I think if you are going east, Luke would be pretty happy to see Wild Bell even flop out the back and run on. Like he, He's probably not as perturbed about winning this race. I haven't spoke to Luke. Yeah. But the most important thing I could imagine would be to see a really – if you're taking a horse over east, you want to see a real happy horse that's ready to go. And maybe gutsing it from barrier eight, sitting three of the trip, that might not be the, the ideal setup. So my feel is that you would look at maybe a quieter rod. Uh, so that makes – her a uh, an extremely interesting uh, betting proposition. I went back and watched the Placid Arc again, and, and the effort her effort was huge. You got to remember that was a massive on pace day, like a wild, wild, wild on pace day. So her effort was uh, only second, uh, I'd say to. To the um, yeah, to my Bellamy, yeah. who was just simply explosive. So great little race. So it wouldn't surprise me. Um, trespassing will improve with the 1 1, written with some cover with W Pike. Cup over Loche was brilliant, I presume. That was sort of a barrier trial hit out. I see the blinkers um, are off trespassing too. So yep, trespassing, first time in Korea. Blinkers off, Pike on, yep. beautiful hands. It's got a feel, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Mia yeah. Gusto is not good enough to win the race. I don't think Bisector can win the race from the breeze. Uh, Cup over Loche is one that could go around any old price and run a big race uh might consider it just go um yeah just go was heavily underrated all last campaign yeah. so yeah. Why, why not again especially if i think bisector um will sit in the breeze it can maybe shake it off yeah. potentially in saying that bisector i presume holly's had the option to ride just go as well so holly might get a real good feel of bisector it might be her loyalty to simon miller mm. even though she's got good loyalty to Dion luciani as well so there were just more questions and answers i had here and speaking um, of, speaking of questions i was i reckon oh, i was going where you're going I'd you say. go Let, i was just gonna hit it. talk about malcar pindari also, I actually really like Mal Carpindari. Yeah, I like it would, too. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me to see Mal Carpindari win this. Again, we've got no odds to win this at 40 to 1 as well. But um, I, I, as I said, I won't be betting in this race. But William Luthwaite, the trainer of this horse. Now, this it's an interesting setup. So Brock has had all of his horses transferred to William for whatever reason. I think there's an, an ongoing, ongoing inquiry. inquiry yeah. An ongoing inquiry. It's just a... It's a very funny look. And yesterday he's – because Brock's still clearly training the horses. It's just a very funny look. Yesterday he's a representative at the yard. Like, why why aren't they just in Brock's name? Like, this is – it just – does he have to – did he have to transfer them out of his own name while the inquiry was ongoing? Sort of like if a, a player or a footy player is uh, – well, under a – 
uh, inquiry, I think in the NRL, uh, for various offences, they have to actually sit out until that um, uh, until there's been a, a result, basically. So is that what happened here? Or why? Because it just looks – otherwise, they're, just, they're taking the piss. If that is the case, like, oh, being represented by, by Brock, like, they're just taking the piss. Like what? What's going on? They, they make everyone. It makes everyone look a bit silly. Like I, not having. To, I, I don't understand the situation there. Like what, how is, how is the man that's not allowed I'm to just, train? Just scanning, running the, just scanning the latest, running the show. Like just scanning the latest from the stewards. This was January twenty-seven. So it just looks like it's been, the matter's been adjourned again, pending the outcome of some considerations. Um, but this has been adjourned, adjourned, adjourned. Like yeah. this was, this. Star President was the horse that returned the positive swab. That was on April 9 last year. So this might be 12 months sort of in the in the making, this decision. But mm-hmm. getting back to – I'm not – by know, the way, I'm, I'm not questioning anybody's – I have no idea about what actually occurred. No, I, I don't care less. No, no, I'm, I'm – It just I'm looks just very – it just looks odd. It feels a little bit thumbing the nose a little bit in terms yeah. of – well, if if you're going to transfer them to William, your father's name, then maybe just yeah, take just, a, take a bit of a obviously step back. still probably going to train them. Yeah. Just do it subtly. Yeah, like when when Grant and Alana, obviously when Alana didn't have the vaccination, yep. um, and all the horses went to Grant's name for a period of time. I'm sure Alana had a little bit of input here and there, but yeah. they didn't rub it in everyone's face. You know, yeah. I, by the way, Alana might not have. I don't know. I have no idea. But. Um, like this is a. It's about, it's it's about look, racing's about perception, yeah. Yeah. But at the is, moment, it's just like, hang on, like they're in William Ruthwaite's name, but it's being because you're made, under inquiry. Being, being made pretty obvious that. Yeah. And he's doing the post race interviews. He's not <laughs> the, trying to hide it. And the, like, the pre race. And he keeps saying I and then changing it to we. And like, it's just like, come on. Like, what, what's going on? It makes us look like fools. It makes the stewards look like fools. Like, and does, again, I don't, yeah. I'm not presuming anyone's innocence or guilt. I've got no idea no, about that. Exactly. I don't care less. It just looks. Aesthetically, or, like, what's going or why on? just just leave them in your name? Just leave exactly yeah. right. Just leave them under under your name, yeah. unless he's not allowed to. And if he's not allowed to, then how is this allowed? <laughs> how is this allowed? So that's my question. I don't have any answers. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get some. But they're just being made to look like fools, the stewards. Like they're being made to look like, the way it is at the moment. You're being made to look like a bit of a goose. Yeah, I just think if if, if it was if they deemed it necessary to transfer the horses then you have to kind of just step out yeah. of the, step out of the spotlight yes. for a little bit until it's all all sorted out and then you you know whatever happens you can you can brock can resume his training career as he was going previous previously exactly that, right with it with whatever consequences occur but in the meantime it just it it just it's a funny look for wa racing that yep. this is all this is all happening and all happening really publicly so and again i just want to reiterate i'm not questioning anyone's guilt or innocence i no. have no idea i have absolutely none in the slightest and i don't want an opinion on that it just looks funny that you've transferred him out of the name while like, an inquiry is going but you're the front man for the stable mm. just looked it just looks a it's bit odd. like a yeah it's an odd odd look that's all all right race one what are we thinking uh in, in, in a word in a word what do we got no i haven't seen any odds and no, all, I, all, I, this this all, is a race where i might have a all i'll say is that it for, for me this has a feel of pike going on uh i'm i'm very keen to see what price trespassing goes up um, because blinkers off, parked up behind him, 54.5 kgs, William Pike going on. Uh, the horse has talent. Um, did plenty of work in its last start, third behind. I was going to ask you, did, did you think it got cover? Because there's a difference between getting cover and getting cover for long enough and, and settling. You can yep. get a horse behind him, but if it's it's not super happy and doesn't relax and the cover's pointless. Yeah, did, I thought I thought he did for a little bit, though. For That's, a little bit. I, I still thought it was a touch, a touch weak. Um, you'd also 
look at the fact that work in progress went absolutely horribly and you want when you're a leader's back you want the lead it's so important that the yeah. leader takes you into the straight a little bit better than that yeah um i think the race was, i see the that race was set up for a pot shot to sort of be strong late pike's anything at the moment as well pike, yeah just look just watch i just just watch pike on Pike on stats at the moment is incredible. Oh, he's, it, like yeah. Pike Kenny on. Jack. Kenny Jack's just a battler, and he got it out of a tight spot in a slowly run race, and got the, got it through the line. Like he's, yeah, Pike's back, and I, I actually think. Well, look at weapons. Under. I feel like the last few weeks things are turning in a positive nature with my punny. I, I just, it's. I think there's a correlation between it's sort of Pikey's Pikey's return yeah. and no, also knowing when he's well under the odds yeah. as well, and yeah. that's that's the the old thing. I like yeah. uh, Lyndon Lady yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Lyndon Lady was yeah. That was crazy in price than lady yesterday. So I'm just – I've been talking to my mate Tommy Atkinson about this a lot lately. When it's – when Pike is in this vein of form, it's it's Christmas. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I get the feel. Trespassing did it tough first up and got got pretty well worked over late by Renato. Um, didn't get everything perfect last start. Got worked over late by Potshot. But with everything going around it and the speed on from four, blinkers off, pike, it's one, one. pike on. It's this is <laughs> if it's going to win one, this is its race. Yeah, great. Uh, right. yeah. Inside, oh, well, I'd, I'd change that. So it'll probably win when it goes to a maiden. I'd say. Well, you know, what I mean? <laughs> but like, it, yeah. this is um, this looks its, its race there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah inter- it, well, this that's is the ra- this is also the race where if it doesn't turn up, you know that that's its level. Yes. It's sort of just yep. a level below them because yep. there, there isn't many more boxes that could tick here. But no, absolute cracker. Um, good luck to – I'd love to see Wild Bell run, even if it doesn't win, just run an absolute scorcher so we can um, – Luke can go east with some real confidence. Very good. Race two is Baz's 60th birthday. Happy plate. birthday. Baz. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what a what a milestone! Sixty, congratulations, Baz. Um, it's for the two-year-olds over the eleven hundred meters. Very rare to see a fourteen plus two emergencies at this stage of the season, but everyone is clamouring for a start in the Magic Moons two-year-old classic in mm. two weeks' time, Guru. And it's done on prize money and poor old Odenaka. Um, a lot. I'm, gr- I'm growing on the name, by the way. He's, um, I, I think we're off the, bri- off, the off the bridle a little bit. Yeah, we've only got fourteen hundred and forty dollars in the bank, so that's a shame. So I think a lot of these, what we want to see, probably as Odenaka owners here, BJ, is we want to see a lot of good men leading Taddy, big uh, player, big player, Garden Heaven, next year, Golden Duo Musso run the first six. Yep. We don't want any new ones to pop themselves up above us or run top ten. Yep. No top six. Yeah, the prize money same from six to tenth. Oh, yeah. we're running the run top five. Yeah, that's actually not. That's very interesting, actually. Yeah, I hadn't considered that. Geez, running like fifth would have been real handy the other day. Fifth would have been perfect. Yeah, <laughs> a late late split dart through. What fifth. happens if they're on? What happens if all of us? Uh, what if there's a heap of horses on fourteen forty? Is it Stewart's discretion? Uh, I think it's like fi- finishing order type thing. So I think oh, all the horses. Shit. So yeah. It's um, not good for us. Either. But we can just we can just get on the podcast and yeah, carry on. Tell them who we are. And that's yeah, a good throw point. away. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, oh, it's a good it's a good little race though. I like it. I yeah. like it. Uh, a lot of good men for our man, Paul Huckle, the yeah, flying okay. Paul Huckle. Um, I imagine it's going to be the the market elect. I do like what I've seen from Guarding Heaven. I think uh, Ryan Hill and Brad Parnham have a. Um, 
quite a promising filly on their hands there. Interesting um, to note how many horses Brad probably was offered the ride on too here. He would have been offered the ride on G'day Bloke, who yep. was a nice trial, or War Fury, who was a nice trialer. So that's a good little push on its own. Um, yes. So of the, the race brigade, I think um, I, I like leading Taddy as, as a horse as well. But from 11, it's going to be interesting to see tactically what Ash Maley and Holly Watson come up with there. But, um, yeah, in terms of the trialers, I know Steve's got a very good opinion of Best of the Gods on debut. Um, G'day Bloke, um, like Split, Brave Halo and Shadow Fear in a 400-meter trial. Um, when was that? Just on Monday, just gone. Um, I've liked what I've seen from a lot. Well, obviously, Super Smink was very impressive. Over a 1,000-meter Monday's trial went back. Swooped and I know Dan Morton really Is likes his filly as well. Five day back up the getting because then yes. you've got the Magic Millions in two. Yeah. So they probably would prefer they had an extra week. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. No yeah. doubt. But yeah. um, this, these are the things that Chris can also probably be in the mindset. You go back and run on into fifth, fifth yep. fourth, third, and you're tickled pink. So everyone's trying to win the race. Obviously, yep. they'd far prefer to win the race, but. Um, yeah, there's a massive mindset into the importance of finishing top five here, isn't there? Exactly. It's like, fascinating. Yeah, actually, the more I, I think about that. The the are they are they all eligible? The jostling, the they jostling all eligible? For, um, most of them are. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. The jostling for positions. Um, I, I don't can't remember it being as intense this um, mm. as this year. Well, I've had a run of the last two two year old Magic Millions. Yes. We had uh, we ran third at 150 to one with Be Optimistic, who we'll talk about very shortly, and uh, Yemen Lass. Probably a good thing beaten by herself. <laughs> <laughs> and she pulled nearly pulled Kira through the running rail. So, so um, with, yeah, so we're, we're a chance of 300, three on the trot. We're not going to go down to Albany next Thursday. Get a little maiden win. Yeah, it's an option. It's That's an probably option. the greatest option yeah. in the entire world. Yeah. We'll see. Just tell Sean to win by three instead of eight. Yeah, we'll see. Um, in regards to this race, the Baz's 60th birthday. Mm. Um, G'day Bloke. Looks like it's pretty quick. I feel um, like that'd, that'd be a horse Baz would be on, actually. Yeah, G'day, you bloke. Reckon? G'day Bloke. G'day And he'd bloke. probably – and it'd be while he'd be at the Odin Tavern. So yeah. just a shout-out to uh, – <laughs> I used to be a, a fair regular at the Odin Tavern in Aussie Park there. Um, tab? Yeah, Odin Omen, number six. Your course is a tab. Yeah. Gee, we used to have our Mad Mondays there and – I disgraced myself as a as a young man, even as, <laughs> even as an old man. Uh, tremendous little venue, but uh, no good luck. The I can see in the ownership group, you got the Odin Tavern, <laughs> so that's uh, that's tremendous. I tell you what, to win that from fourteen, um, I didn't mind with, the trial, with the apprentice actually. on. Yeah, to trial. win that, you're going to need a serious Odin Omen, though. I'd yeah, say. absolutely. Um, G'day, bloke. Speed leading Taddy. Speed, um, a lot of good men just parked behind them. Champagne Street, best of the gods have got speed. So it's going to be a bit of pressure on early. Um, a lot of good men does look the most accomplished. But I think I think the way that Guarding Heaven attacked the line from last behind a lot of good men, I think Guarding Heaven is a massive danger. And um, Super Smink as well, the impressive trial winner getting back and charging late. But uh, it's hard to really give too much perspective on the race without the odds. But if there's going to be – Two horses, I think, that can knock off a lot of good men who's very well regarded and has a lot of talent. I think it's Guarding Heaven from three, ridden a bit closer, and Super Smink going back and launching late. We can probably stop allowing for the um, – because usually any horse that you see PK Huckle and you go neg one length, just yes. bad luck, just yeah. that little bit of bad luck. But we can probably stop allowing for stop, that now. Stop penning them. Yeah, we yeah. can We can start uh, – yeah, we can, <laughs> can give them a chance. <laughs> 
Um, they're the three I, I've marked uh, on top as well, BJ. Yeah. I'm um, pretty keen that a lot of good men will only get better from that run. And yeah. I've marked it very short, actually. Um, I think with normal luck can measure up and have them. I went into the race thinking I'd find guarding heaven, and mm. I reckon if a lot of good men goes up too short, that uh, guarding heaven, the place, might almost be the investment. I, I Super smink, I'm – uh, everyone saw the trials. It'll be well on the market. And the way it's going to have to be ridden. It'll, I, be, it'll be unders from the map. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, it could gotcha. definitely win, but it won't be one. But Guarding Heaven for me, um, it jumped first last start, was restrained to dead last, got on the back of a horse. It was taking it backwards, got out, hit the line well. A lot of good men ran better sectionals, and I think a lot of good men's a better yeah. horse. That's the key thing. So, But with a bit of racing luck and Guarding Heaven getting the racing luck and a lot of good men not getting it, say there's a length and a half between them, and one of them goes around $2.00. 40, the other one goes around $13, which mm. I don't know if they will have that big a differential, then it might turn into guarding heaven, place heavy being the better investment. But I'm um, pretty keen on a lot of good men. I think it'll win again. And mm. I think- um, I think it's smart. I think it's pretty smart. I like the yeah. way it stretched out. I was a bit worried initially that if I didn't have a dying form was the the best form reference, but I think it went super that particular day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of good men, pretty confident, but we'll wait to see some prices. It could go up a dollar ninety. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, a lot of good men should be winning for mine. If there's two horses that can knock it off, it'll be, as I said, just recapping, um, Guarding Heaven and Super Smink. So uh, interesting two-odd race heading towards the Magic Millions in a couple of weeks' time. Race three is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Series Handicap. Heat one, 1,000 metres. We've got much to talk about here, too. <laughs> uh, no, not a huge man. I... Um yeah, did you catch the bit. replay of, uh, I'm sure you did, of Silk and Oz first up? Yeah, a month ago. That's the, that's the concerning aspect. But this is a horse. I've actually- Interesting steer, I thought, from on that, on that occasion. I thought, it was, I thought it was a shit house steer, to be honest. Interesting isn't the word I'd use. Why you wouldn't just get it Bizarre. centrally at the top of the straight is just- Beyond me is beyond me, but uh, I wasn't even on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, 28 days between runs because a lot of its wins have been off seven and a lot of its best runs have been off short breaks. So yeah. the 28 means probably minor setback, I'd okay. say, in that period of time. But um, you got to remember, Silk and I used to be like just below the top line of sprinters. Mm. Uh, Joey won on it in the 16th of March last year. Last year? Last year. And it's always been a, a senior's horse. It's five wins have been Pike, Harvey twice, Sean O'Donnell, Joey as a party. But since then, it's had seven starts. Christy Bennett on four, Jet Stanley on one, Brandon on once, and the other one was Lucy Warwick. And it finished 2.7 off Acromantula that day. And we, oh. we always used to speak about this, that it did not suit Christy or, yep. or whatever apprentice. And it, for whatever reason, it's a senior's horse. So, yep. um yeah, definitely with Harvey going on in, in these very weak West Speed Platinum races. Big, big watch on the price. I, I, I'm, yeah, I need I need the right price to have a bet. I haven't marked it favourite. Um, I've actually marked LK's favourite here in his dreaming. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've only marked it favourite by a couple of points, but I actually marked it a stronger favourite, I think, uh, in retrospect. Um, I've marked a, a lowish percentage market because of the lack of confidence. And we are guessing there hasn't been a trial for his dreaming. Um, but I just think it's got the most scope. Those wins over Laquetta's gift and who was the other was Fiorucci Mama. Yeah. They're looking even better with time, those wins last Sharp campaign. turn of foot too. Yeah. And then went to Cal, had no luck, and then was probably- I was in a 66 plus two, 125K race, the Ronnie Sayers. End of prep run at Northern. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what about Sir Mambo? No luck last two, hasn't won forever in <laughs> a day. Pike on from two. Oh yeah, it'll run second or third yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, just the days of me putting Sir Mambo on a bet slip are done. 
Oh, all over. Yeah, all over. Tell you what, summer, I don't know what Summer paid for it, but because uh, I saw she's the sole owner, but mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a, a nice little opportunity. She's only paid a couple of thousand. Yeah. It'll be a nice little money spinner for it because it'll win her five, ten grand every time it goes to the races. So, and it might pinch one, but um, geez, if in, in saying that, if any trainer's going to get it to pinch one, it, it's Summer Dixon and what, she's, what she's doing with tried yeah. horses at yeah. the moment. So, uh, born to talk, well, I think they knew last start, BJ. Mm-hmm. Um, blinkers went off. Uh, Brad Parnham was on off seven days. Markets opened and it was 13s to fours within about two minutes. Like they were ready. They knew. Someone knew. That was just a complete case of day for me, the born to talk money. If, if that was you, then very well done. I can't see I, – I see bits and pieces of, of why it would have been, but it was just such a strong – you know what I mean? A really strong, obvious move. And the money never really went away either. I think back to the 1,000, even though this speed map looks soft as butter, um, whether they're – whether it's as ready to go this time, I, I don't know. Desert Vixen didn't get the twelve hundred. Yeah, back to a thousand is very suitable. May end up three of the fence. Probably leaders backbone to talk. Yep. I'd say, and it's very winnable. But in saying that, I thought Holly gave it an absolute ten out of ten last start, and even though it was a twelve, it was soft layer at the just twelve. A bit yeah. Weak. Yeah, just a weak, bit weak. Just a bit weak. So, and you got to remember, it's prior win. It did beat Madam Kisses, which is a nice form reference, but it did get that really hot cutaway that particular day. Yeah, well, and it was so. all uninterrupted flow. Yep. Yeah, speed was on. I think go around a horse. So. Requisition's ready to go. It can go to the breeze and win. I don't think there's an obvious breeze horse. I'd love to see him be aggressive from 10. Uh, it's got one that could go around a massive price and run a race. But, yeah, he's dreaming clear ahead of my market. But, we're, again, we're, we're sort of guessing here a fair bit. So, look, if Silken Eyes goes up mid-teens each way or if yeah. Silken yeah. Eyes was also I was sort of yeah. looking at, but he's dreaming was my market elect as well. So, um, it's funny. We can't – it is – without odds, this is – yeah, it's quite uh, surreal having to comment on the races because I'd be if, – if he's dreaming of $2.60 up, I'd be going, oh, that's way under. It's like, why is this $2.60? If he's dreaming $6, that'd be something that's probably worth a, a little bit, mm. you know. So, yeah, very hard to comment without um, without having the markets in front of us. They're the two I'm looking at. He's dreaming in Silicon Eyes. Me too. Um, race four is the Amelia Park. How are you going to do our if there's no odds? Yeah, good question. Hopefully by that in three hours' time when we finish <laughs> – I was going to say, you'll just- <laughs> That'll be out. Um, race four is the Amelia Park Handicap over the 1,400 metres. This is a graduation, 60-plus um, raider, and the Guru has, uh, is a part owner of Be Optimistic, one of the major winning chances in this race. No luck first up, three wide, no cover, working into contention and did a tremendous job to be beaten by a length on the line in that race. Um this horse, how do you pronounce this horse's name? Optimistic. No. <laughs> uh, is it uh, Sarah? Sarah, I haven't even. Cherry Dwin. I listened to the replays with no sound. On Cherry Dwin. Cherry Dwin. That's Cherry a smart. Dwin. I used to do that yeah. very often. So you get um, sometimes the way a race can be called, it can change the way you see the race. Cherry Dwin. Impressive, I thought, at Belmont. Um, second up. That's two from two in West Australia for this East Coast import down with Michael Lane. And uh, I thought Magnificent Andy might be fitter. Second up from a good draw might be able to, might be able to fire in this particular grade. Um, what are the confidence levels? Be optimistic. Second up. Very high. Um, yeah, very high. Yeah, very high here, BJ. Uh, when all my money was in this race initially and then it came out went to the other race. Uh, even though Clint was named, I was very happy about that because I think all the money is going super and might have been out of followers. But uh, look, I think the, the key aspect with this race here, just popping over to my little speed map, is Storm Lord and Lucy de Grey. 
I think you'll be your one, two. Potentially, they could go forward on the Admiral from nine shades are on. It's either forward or back. You know, it's a, it's a tough one for, for Paddy Carberry from that gate. Yeah. Um, but directly underneath uh, Be Optimistic, you've got Bleecker Street in four, Andy in three, and Bombay Style in one. Mm-hmm. That's a sticky map from five, okay? So you've got those three. So what I'm hoping is um, I'm hoping that Holly gives it, because we've got reasonable gate speed early. Holly gives it a little kick out, comes out and across – Two of them, and we're one one. Yep. If she comes out neutral and looks to her left, I think we're going to be three deep the trip. Yep. And from there, we need to hope the admiral gets stuck deep and gives us a card into it. That's probably the only hope. Or, Otherwise, we're sitting three deep. Or the maybe Flicker's chance. Gets so that would be yeah. That's the other yep. option. So we're not completely dead if that does occur. But I'd like to see her probably. I think we've got more gate speed than Andy and Bleaker definitely. And Bombay hasn't been jumping all that well in Jura recently. So. No, you're right. There's a spot there for sure. So I think as long as Holly is aware of that sort of it and just gives it a little kick. And then let's maybe just follow Lucy to Gray, who won't take us that far into it, but I don't think it'll matter. I think we've got the best horse in this race by panels. Um, and I think she, I think she'll win if she gets that spot and gets normal racing. Like that first up run was the, – the trial was wild. It would have yeah. beat Fantahoma nearly won the feature the other day if we had clear air and we were trying to keep it quiet. And then um, first up the other day was a day you needed to be on speed close to the fence. Holly was very unlucky. She looked for the spot and just because Sunsphere kicked up that little bit, mm-hmm. it kept her deep, the Durant stayer. And then we've had to sort of circle the field from no man's land. We still look the winner at the 200, laid in a little bit, but – Obviously, first up 1,400, deep the trip. In what was a Saturday grade race? I mean, we've been beaten by Henry the Aviator, who's going super, and Thoroughhead. Uh, Thoroughgood. You're, you're Thoroughhead, <laughs> aren't you? And Thoroughgood, who, yeah. who's racing really well at the moment as well, and both got the right runs. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking she's come back a, a proper racehorse, and we'll hopefully um, be able to win a few this campaign with her, and I think this will be the first one. Very good. I like, I've got Bleecker Street, a clear second favourite too. Back to really? 1,400, Pike yep. on. Well, it arguably should have won that three-year-old. Um, you know, that race is producing all the winners. Yeah. Feels playful, Defiant Diorite, yep. Saloon Bar, Laquetta's Gift. Mm-hmm. Um, it arguably would have nearly won that race with with clear air. And last start, I think it just did a bit too much work, peaked at the mile, back to the 14, Pikey on, soft yep. run just behind him, maybe following Be Optimistic. Um, it's it's the clear danger for me. So I'd love to be able to back Be Optimistic, say, Bleak Street. Andy is one I'm ready for. Yep. When they run last, and I think it's a good run, I love him, mm. to be near him, but I just think maybe one more. One more? Um, Joe, yeah. I thought Andy – Second up, but it's more the fact we'll- that I can't afford to back three here. So yeah, I'm just, yeah. I have to probably sap. In saying, in saying that, is, there, is the market maker going to miss that? And is Andy going to go up $24 or $28? And suddenly Andy becomes a little bit. Just a little so bit. It's just a little bit. Very, very little, yes. Yeah. Very so so this is Keridwin. Keridwin is the, according to Wikipedia, was an enchant- enchantress in Welsh medieval legend. So, um, mm. yeah, cool name. Um, I imagine it uh, was recommended by uh, Michael's son, champion jockey Damien, and uh, good recommendation because it's gone bang, bang to kick off its career in the West. Uh, let down real strong, um, Belmont midweek, but it's going to have to get back and, um, and uh, run on at Ascot. It's a slightly different kettle of fish there, but uh, be optimistic on top for me. I thought Magnificent Andy was the major danger. Major danger. Major danger. Major danger. Major danger. And, um, yeah, good luck. Thank you. All right. Thank you. It's I like that- being. I like the fact we're drawing off the fence as well, in case that fence is a bit sloppy. Yep. 
sloppy doppy. And that's very important to remember. The horses we've discussed to this point in time, I think like Silken Eyes, Hughes Dreaming, Be Optimistic, uh, a lot of good men's drawn six. Yep. Guarding Heaven's drawn three, so it could end up on that fence. Yeah. Uh, it's just it is worthwhile keeping in mind that the good draws could end up bad draws if that inside fence plays as it has been. Right. Very good. Let's take a break. Terry, and we'll be back with Jordan Turner versus Sam White in the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. Middle deck, middle deck, Guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located up on Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get an opportunity, make sure that you drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Um, tremendously warm weather heading our way, so nothing better than sitting out on Butchie's big deck and uh, enjoying the, uh, sights Three Fs. And, <laughs> the sights and sounds of the Mundaring Hotel feed flutter Froffy's family atmosphere. Of course, make sure if you're chatting to Butchie, um, just uh, make sure you drop the mighty Berberet because uh, Butchie is uh, the main man behind Berberet who was an impressive uh, straight 1,000 metre winner um, last month. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. Yes. Oh, Ber- Berberet. Oh, the uh, down the chute. Yes, yeah, yes sorry, straight. I did. Yes, I did see that. Which is a man picked that out at the yearling sales. So. Oh, very good. See, yeah. owner. Yeah. Oh, very good. He's up and about. I was about to ask. Yeah, Butchies were yeah. going. Yeah. So, I love it when Butchie, one, one thing I love is when Butchie and Huckle are both just just uh, owning winners. <laughs> just bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Butchie and Paul, Huck, Paul Huckle absolutely on fire, but they, they were they were due the lads. So they, they um, were, that's probably the biggest understatement. Just, of okay. Heard. So just to recap where we are with the mastermind. The last time we were in mastermind mode, Geordie Turner he reclaimed the mantle of the main man in WA racing. He was victorious over Luke Knight. Geordie, uh, of course, he won last year's Jockey versus Trainer Mastermind Tournament. And today he'll be taking on none other than the great Sam White. So let's bring the fellows back in. Geordie Turner, welcoming our Mastermind back to the show. G'day, boys. G'day, Geordie. Uh, it's good to have you back after a reasonably long hiatus. Uh, we better start off by uh, asking you about a horse that's just jumping um, on a plane that you've obviously got a very good affiliation with in, in Brave Halo. Um, yeah, you obviously rode him on debut, second up, three times. Two, th- yeah, two or three times. Two yeah. or three times. Yep. Uh, you must be excited to see how he can go for uh, Sean and Jake uh, over East. Yeah, he um, obviously... He's got um, a little bit, of, quite a bit of ability, and um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes over there. Hey, Geordie, how's the recovery going from um, from your t- uh, the tumble in the Perth Cup? You had an injured injured shoulder as a result. Uh, how's it all travelling? How are you holding up? When can we see you back in the saddle? Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm holding up all right. I'm still doing physio at the moment. Oh, I only started last week. Um, but yeah, the shoulder's coming okay now, and um, hopefully I can probably be track work in the next couple of weeks. Um, in two weeks, two weeks time. Okay, it's a tough injury, isn't it? As a jock, like a shoulder, because that's probably well, that's probably the most important um, joint uh, in regards to this. I'm trying to sound like a doctor now, <laughs> <laughs> dearie me. But uh, yeah, no, tough. Uh, yeah, tough injury uh, to cop, but it's good to hear you're going to be. Not far away. Not far away for you, Geordie. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you'll be back, hopefully back in time for when uh, the autumn 
really kicks into gear. Hopefully a big race winner for you. In Get the, the ride on Brave Halo and the Karakata. Yeah, when he comes back, absolutely. Run second um, to Odenaka. Yeah. <laughs> and let's bring in our challenger, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Sam White. G'day, Sammy. How are we going, fellas? You've been waiting a while for this. Uh, two months, you, we've had you on the hook to take on Geordie Turner and the Mastermind. Are you ready? Stomping at the bit. <laughs> Two months. That's a long time not to have any sleep, isn't it, BJ? <laughs> yeah, I ran into Sammy on Perth Cup Day and he said, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for the call every Thursday. I'm just sitting down waiting for the call. So <laughs> let, me, let me know. Let me know. So, all right. Sammy, you've, uh, you've played before. Geordie, you're a veteran. Um, of course, your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Okay. Ah, uh, challenger, are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Mastermind, are you ready? Yeah, mate. Three, two, one. <laughs> Who am I? My illustrious career kicked off in 2019 and saw me win a tick over $620,000 in prize money. I broke my maiden status on debut when circling the field under the guidance of Jared Noski in a Bunbury maiden. While I only won four more races in my career, three of the four were at black type level and I was a moral beaten in the 2021 Hannon's Handicap. I started favourite in a WA Guineas with Damien Oliver aboard. I competed in a Group 1 Kingston Town that same year and a railway stakes two years later. Jeez, this sounds like a good horse, but Sammy. Sammy. Good go. Ah, <laughs> it, it is. It is. I owe to the champ. My big, biggest success, which was and still is the biggest win of the Pierce Brothers training career, was the 2019 Karakata Plate. My name could be described in the excavation of a large hole. I am the champ. Dig deep, did that, and won. I had to, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> Sorry to everyone that didn't need to hear any more about Dig D, but I had to. Sammy White, you're off to a flyer. One nil. Okay. Fellas, name the two horses to have already been confirmed as Quokka slot holders. Sam Jordan. Sammy. Bella Nicotina and Amelia's Bill. Oof. Two nil. Out the gate. Sam White. He has been waiting for this call, hasn't he? He has. Um, Okay. For what reason... Did River Rubicon get elevated from fourth to third? Jordan. Sam. Geordie. Um, due to a protest. Incorrect. Fourth to third oh, you get to read that in one. last month's Fitzpatrick plate. Sammy. Sammy, I'm giving you three seconds. Three, two. Overweight. Jockey was overweight. No, it's wrong. Jockey was underway. underway. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at BJ thinking, hang on, I think he might have got that. And I'm like, hang on, he's, you've cooked that, actually. Uh, Sorry, we're taking the first answer. <laughs> Especially the fact you're 2-0 up, we're definitely taking the first answer. That would have been a quick mastermind. Okay, yeah. yes. The I correct, was going to say. The correct answer was Tash Faithful weighed in light aboard Ollie's uh, Choice. It was a trick question, Geordie, and I was going to say whoever- oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, whoever buzzed in <laughs> first for that one was going to be cooked because I BJ didn't to me at the start and I uh, yeah, I did the exact same thing. So <laughs> it was actually a disadvantage buzzing in first here, I reckon. 
You might have been still recovery mode there, Geordie, I think. Um, okay, so yeah, Sam, Sam White, two. Geordie, uh, mm-hmm. yet to score. Okay, who is currently leading the WA Metropolitan Jockeys Premiership? Geordie? Brad Parnham. Sure. Oh, Brad Parnham is correct. Very good. With uh, good the, set of questions this week, BJ. The wizard, right. the wizard, just lurking in the background. Yeah, he's just he's looming. Yeah, he's looming. He's McGarry. Exactly. All right. Name the Ascot Saturday acceptor who won last October's Collie Cup by over eighteen lengths. Jordan. Jordy. Jordy. Have to be um, Killer wrote it. Um, Three. Carrot. Ah, <laughs> there we go. You can just feel Geordie was a little bit rusty with his time off and he's hitting his stride and dearie me. There's some sectionals being uh, clocked up here. All right. Okay. Two I'll, all. Two all. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. Winner, winner takes all time. Yeah, so. yeah. A lot of good men. Is Geordie. Um, well, actually, I didn't even hear a question. <laughs> oh, no. Have a guess. Throw something at us. Oh, um, Three, two. Paul Harvey. <laughs> Over to Sam White for the steal. A lot of good men. It's a half-brother to what Faretha Stakes winning three-year-old? All the King's men? No. Incorrect. Well, you got away with one there, Geordie. The correct answer is bus- is Bustler. Bustler and uh, a lot of good men are nice. half-brothers. I'm just thinking, if, if Sammy gets done here, he's going to have nightmares about the underweight, overweight thing. Okay. Boys, what 3,200-metre race in March is Perth Cup place getter Stafford's lad heading towards? Sam. Sammy? Adelaide Cup. Oh, oh, he's done it. He's done it. <laughs> Congratulations, Sam White from the Sam White Rule fame himself. Now, have you been a mastermind before? I think you have. Yeah, I knocked off the hate train. You did too. You did too. That's incredible. The hate train come a cropper when he ran to Sam White and now you've knocked off uh, legend. That's a big scout. Mastermind legend, Geordie Turner. Congratulations, mate. How does it feel? Yeah, well, yeah. I've been knocked off for the first time. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Jordy up on Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I'd say he, so. Yeah. He's just about, yeah, isn't I'd he? Say so. He's just about up there. I'd say so. Uh, so Ro- Rooney Dunn and Rooney Dunn, Turner, just about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sammy, mate, chest has got to be puffed out, mate. What's what's on for the rest of the day? How can you how can you concentrate now that you're uh, you've yeah, achieved the, so the much? The nearest watering hole, I suggest. <laughs> jordy has got a caracata, but I've got a rule and I've knocked him off in the mastermind, so I don't know if I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, Sammy, you're a good fellow, man, and congratulations. That $100 voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is, will be posted very soon um, to your address. Now, can we confirm that you're available to defend your title next Thursday? Yeah, mate, I'm in. Sammy White, congratulations again. Well done. Jordy. thanks for being a great sport and always uh, being so uh, giving with your time here at the 1-1 and uh, um, speedy recovery, mate. Hope to see you back in the saddle very soon.
No, thanks, boys. Cheers. Thanks, guys. We've got a new man on top of, on top of the mastermind world. It's Sammy White. Sammy White. I think he deserved that one he too. Did. In all fairness, he did. Um, yeah, he knew the obvious answer uh, to the that question. A great question, by the way. I said to you, save some of those. Uh, some of the ones you didn't even get to read out with crackers too. So really, really good set from you as well on return. Like, yeah, I was, I was worried. I was worried first up you could um, <laughs> dish up some trip. A bit like me throwing out Dig Davis the whole time, but. Uh, I started doing, as I told you, I started doing resort, man. I thought, nah, bugger that. We, yeah. We're going to get selfish. Yeah. We're right. going to turn into a sea creature and get a little bit shellfish here, yeah. DJ. But uh, no, great set, great win from Sammy. And uh, it was a, it was Jordan a, always gives a kick, though. You, yeah. knew, you knew he was at 2-0 down. It wasn't going to be a rollover job. So, uh, yeah, great competitive start. And I love when Jordy got – got- Went bang bang, got two in a row, and then he just he, heard he, the name. Uh, oh, was it all the good men? Uh, like, bang, all the good men. Bang, <laughs> went bang. <laughs> imagine, imagine oh, if he. Fuck, it's the a only horse. person I, I, I can remember doing that is Rooney. Remember when Rooney was oh, yeah. Rooney just went bang bang, yeah. and it was like, oh, gee whiz. Yeah. He, was he reading, could read our minds. Yeah, he was reading my mind. Little camera set up in one one HQ. I reckon <laughs> Rooney's peering over our shoulder. But uh, we're back. With our, uh, our our mastermind for episode 153, and Sam White is the champ. So we'll be back at it again. We're going to need someone to put their hand up and try to uh, knock him off next week on the one one. And we are back. And before we move on to race five, Terry, I've been meaning to ask you, what are you, what are your thoughts on the new Racing WA website? Dog shit, absolute dog shit. Yeah, send him a. An email. Um, oh, I was polite in my email. Uh, a few of us went through. Uh, Crip Pete and a few others went through and sort of just came up with a list of things that we thought they could. Good. Yeah, and um, emailed it through. So we, we've done that. But um, oh, look, I, I, I think I need to. We, we need to remember. And I need to remember that no one likes change initially, especially when you get used to something. And I completely get that. It's just this is a, probably a prettier website, but it, the layout and its usability, it's not as it's not as strong as the last one. There is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I understand that things need upgrading in time and whatnot, but this is just very – it's just difficult to use. It's If you're looking at a horse and looking at their past runs and the information you're giving on the initial screen, it's it's not easily readable, I find. They, they've, taken, they've taken information away that was readily available. Really, yeah. yeah. I know you can hit the expand all button or hit expand and have a look and it's there, but it doesn't – it used to read really simplistically. You can yep. see – sort of 15 races in, in one page, 20 races in one page. Now you can see five or six. So it's, I find it a lot – I find it difficult to use. Yeah. I find, what I, I, what, I, I, find what I will say is, is for everyone who loves um, who loves jumping on the rate, the now WA, the Racing WA website, the old Chris, if you do have a gripe or there is something that you're, you're missing out on um, – that was there previously or if you've got an idea or a suggestion send them through um uh i might even put in the um, on twitter if we can get a um, i imagine you send it through to the railway racing department's email address um because these things don't yeah this would take people power to get this website the way that it needs to be so the more people send in their suggestions um uh, and be, I guess, constructively critical of what needs to what needs to change. Then I'm, I'm sure Rawa will get behind that and um, and work towards that. The thing the thing for me is when you're launching a new website, it and it's not quite right. There needs to be some sort of 
added feature to offset the growing pains. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But what's the the racing WA website's been wheeled out, and there's no significant. There's no benefit to to the old one. So if you're gonna if you're gonna move over and you know that there's gonna be issues with it when you roll it out, at least have some features there that you can say, well, this is what we've added to it and we're gonna add more to it. And just be a bit more communicative about what you're trying to achieve with the website and what it's gonna what you plan for it to look like. Um, and then welcome, I know they did put suggestions for people to send through feedback prior to it going live, but how much time do you have to sit down and get, go through the website and give feedback like you're just trying to run your business right what they probably should have done is got key users regular users give it paid them to go in and, yeah. and test the the software and given suggestions and before it goes live pay a bunch of 10 um high high um usage critter critter chris users and um, Crip would be one Cripper would be one 100 <laughs> and just get them in a room and give them all the feedback and then like this is this is how you get things right but you can't just put a a link up on the front of the old chris and say well it's and say, use this and send through your feedback no one's going to do that yeah exactly no I, one's I listen to that. i listen to the races podcast with um lock britain alex and um yeah they were all sort of saying exact same thing as me i was like i wonder if i'm the only one still that only uses the old way hasn't barely even clicked on it I, yeah. I did click on it had a look around because like, you had to click on it to watch trials yeah. as well trial yeah. replays the links running yeah. working through there for a period um but yeah larks I, I was like no i'm not the only one that's uh that's done that so i actually found it uh, a couple of meetings a couple of races i said nah this is too hard i find it too Oh, the, the way I do form and, and a lot of it is sort of I look at runs from two years ago yeah. sometimes in different situations they were in and it's just so hard to read it's just not well yeah for, for me I just find it very difficult to navigate the way I want to do form and it can't just be set up for me uh, I get that but I feel like a lot of people would be pretty similar the yeah. way they're going about it so yeah. um, I, I don't know the, the, I, I personally do you know what I, I, I know this might be a big shout I personally because I don't I don't know of anyone that had an issue with the old Chris site I'd love to see him just swallow their pride mm -hmm. and pull the old site back up like I know that won't happen that's not mm -hmm. going to happen but why why not if every how many people are, are saying we like this or blah 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 or or use more from the old site use the thinner list use the I don't know. I just the, the tables. The, yeah, the tables we'll we'll, we'll get used to this, and in six months it'll it'll be normal. And as you said, we're provide and we provided feedback. We did that, and we did it constructively. Um, but like there but should have been there should have been some like there should have little been, yeah. little treats like stewards vision. Yeah, or more more readily available access to the uh, sexual timing data from from Vincicardi or um, other features that they could have they could have rolled into the website. Um, to for for the initial um, rollout, I suppose, um, and then people, they can say, as I said, they can sort of hang their hat on. This is what we're trying to do, and this is what we're moving towards. But at the moment, it looks like just a prettier site, but with less functionality and less usability. Which, you know, it's twenty twenty three. Like, come on, buddy, hell, is it twenty twenty three? Come, on. Jesus Christ! More importantly, it's um eleven thirty three, and we've got no odds. Deary me. Brad just sent a message saying Sky Channel are about to announce, uh, push the announcement to Sky 2. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite good. Good old Brad. Yeah. Hey. Good humour. I, I wonder if he uses that on the. Uh, oh, he probably just stole his stole stuff. <laughs> he was probably going to use that tomorrow. On, the, uh, so, on his, on his so podcast. Uh, so. Lucky no one listens to his. <laughs> 
All right. Um, race five yeah. is the Crown Perth Handicap. Um, a few horses locking horns out of the uh, now infamous Mount Barker Sprint, River Rubicon, Coley, Ollie's Choice. Uh, our wind spirit was in that race but finished a few lengths behind them. We've got the uh, the Seable who's uh, coming out of West Speed Platinum Grade. Bang, bang, two wins on the trot and um, big butter, boom, William Pike, Roy Rogers and, of course, Sokoff. Um, not many trainers in better form in the metropolitan area than Dion Luciani. So Sokoff is um, is a quality man as well. So not a bad race, the 1,400-meter, 72-plus. Um, how'd, you, how'd you map out this one? So I'm just scrolling to see if I can find some information. Yeah. Someone's dropping something on uh, Twitter, but uh, no, nothing of that nature. Uh, I think the map for this race, uh, a bit like the what, like race one we discussed, Wild Bell is the floater in the map. I think the floater here is River Rubicon. Yeah. So I think Seabell will do its very best to kick up and lead. But Sokoff up to 1,400. We'll be mindful that they probably don't want to burn too hard, but also I think from the breeze it'll run a distant last. If they find the rail, it's interesting um, how it will go in that sense. But I also don't think Tash will have any uh, any thought process on handing up with Seable. So that'll be a um, – it should be one too. Big Butterboom should stalk them. Big Butterboom is the map horse here, to be honest. That's a really nice position to be in. I just think back to 1,400, a few of those behind that'll be a bit sharp late, and I think the winner comes from behind. Um, with Sokoff and – seeable in the race they should provide a pretty big hole to to slip into and i you'd think river rubicon can go forward and just about land one one here even though it's got the widest gate because it's quicker all man won't go early what about ollie's choice big butter boom's not that quick early ollie's choices and jumping rationale's fresh i presume they'll just let that flop and coley isn't a jumper and our wind spirit Mm, it's not jumping not really. super. So yep. I think there's a great opportunity, one might even lead us back, to be honest, because Big Butter Boom can be a bit of a wobbly beginner mm. um, at times as well. It, it should hold the back of the front too. But I think – and if Sean gets there, it's it's race over. You'd suspect for Rubicon. I think it can probably settle last and still win. Um, but I really do think Ollie's choice is, is going super. And its last run at Barker, I don't think it was too much inferior to uh, to the other two. Um, Coley was obviously super as well. My query with Coley is being trained down south, um, how well it would go up at Ascot. We, we know Steve Wolves go well at Albany, obviously, but they go very well in the city regularly as well. He's got a tried and tested methodology. Whether Coley can like go to that level, um, and if it can – uh, Jess Valenti to Clint Johnston Porter is a fairly big positive. So River Rubicon, uh, my market elect, but um, yeah, Will Chino sells to Mungrup Pastoral Co for one hundred thirty thousand online sale. Mm. There you go. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Just dropping news. <laughs> um, Stealing everyone's River Rubicon for me, BJ. But I'm not jumping. Uh, I'm not jumping out of my skin to be on. It'll be very price dependent. Yeah. Very happy to sort of leave this race to some degree. The map. The, as much as I desperately want River Rubicon to, to win a race, uh, I'm not going to jam it in. The, the map was the thing that led me to go with Ollie's choice. You know the thing with Ollie is yep. it misses a lot of kicks badly. So do you know where they end up in the run? Next to each other. Yeah. Okay. Who do you want to be on then? That's the big question. Out, out of the three, Ollie, Coley and River, who do you think runs the quickest last two? If they're all, you know, lined up to sprint together, they've got a, a reasonable tempo. We'll see a Seable and Sokoff. Which which of those three do you think? That's how I look at it. Like when you've got multiple back markers first, I'm like, all right, which back marker do I think is 
um, the best? And then will it have field advantage? Will it get the right run? Has it got the right hoop on it to get the best out I'd of it? I'd say River Rubicon. Yeah. 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 Me too. I, I was a bit like you. I, I didn't dive into the answer, but I was like, River Rubicon. I'm pretty confident. Um, but yeah, I think I think River Rubicon too. I guess you're looking with all these choices. Hang on. You could potentially use the gate, yep. land on the back of Big Butter Boom, and you're off and going, and River Rubicon's two, three lengths behind you. And it's that's what that, that was the way that I, I looked yep. at it. Um, yeah. And that could be bang on too. Yeah. If Chris can get Ollie's choice, just out even, because there's no real, unless. Shawnee comes across with intent. There's no real outside pressure. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have to do a lot to hold hold a position. So um, Brock's horses, uh, Williams' horses, sorry, tend to go <laughs> – I, I actually didn't mean to do that. Tend to go significantly – they're great travellers mm. for whatever reason. They just seem to go extremely well. Like I know they're good horses. So they should be winning in the country circuits, but they just seem to perform – even outperform that level in the city for yep. whatever reason. So, yep. yeah, fascinating one. Yeah, fascinating one. You don't reckon your mate, Steve, you'll have a chat to Sean and say, hang on, hang on, the one ones here, two quick ones, and then there's not much speed after that. Mm. Surely. 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 Yeah, you're, you're thinking about it now. Yeah. The other option is Sokoff somehow gets across Seville and you go to the Breeze. Yeah. It's one from the Breeze in the past, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Beat the stable, mate. No, one from the lead, it forced a lead and it beat Bragwell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Trade war was in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just one of those horses, isn't he? Like he's first up, I thought he was super behind Rev it up. Then he's behind Bernie to survive and Chevelle de Varga. Like his sectionals were almost the exact same as Bernie to, to survive on that occasion. Um, and then, yeah, Fitzpatrick played. That track is just. It's very odd that day. Mm. 37.27 last 600. Um, but all the format. Halatorian is probably the horse to take a reference from that yeah, track. Yeah. Well, have a look because we know that it can't handle a drop of uh, a drop of water on the deck. And they're yeah. saying it was a good four. Yeah. And they've got home. Eight times aren't really my thing whatsoever. Yeah. But they've got home and, um, yeah, they got home in a time that would suggest it was a, what, soft seven or something. And, and the, the soft trackers. Went well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, Roy said that himself with yeah. Strathmore Rose. He goes, it can't really handle a firm deck. It's only going to win if it's rain affected. So well, why, she, why, she, why, she why does it say good four? Why doesn't it say soft seven? <sighs> Who knows? But it, that, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good four, put it that way. Definitely wasn't. Strathmore Rose was only beaten two lengths in a listed race coming out of mm -hmm. that. Um, Collie, Super. So Collie actually won the Mount Barker and – then it didn't. Uh, I think Classic Magnus came out of that race and won. Halatorian came out of that race and won. Did it? So, yeah, it did. Um, anyway, and then River River was just huge in the in the Mount Barker. Knocked over just prior to straightening, and then gathered itself up, and and then its last you know three hundred was just outstanding. So um, yeah, like deserves to get the rub of the green. Um, and yeah, I wonder whether Ollie's. Uh, Ollie's choice, he did get out of the ground in that Fitzpatrick plate late, mm -hmm. but was ridden a bit quieter and might have even enjoyed the the soft track on yep. that occasion. And then at Mount Barker the other day, he just got sort of speared and um, didn't go sort of, his way. Didn't go his way. So my thing was just Matt. If if Chris can get Ollie's choice out in a, in a spot, I think he's he's a horse with some quality. Then and three kilo advantage over River Rubicon and fuel position, then maybe he can uh, he can be the horse that that can uh, withstand River Rubicon's burst light. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I've got very little between them in the market. So if um, one of them goes up significantly shorter than the other, there could be a bet. 
But it would, to be honest, like that, that Coley, the way it's yeah. going, and Clint, CJP going on for Jess on a sit and sprinter, that's on its own worth a couple of lengths. So, yeah. mate, great little race. If, if the respect see, see isn't Coley there late being, yeah. for a horse like Coley and it gets to, I don't even know what I've got it marked, you know what I mean? It gets yep. to, say, River Rubicon's $2.90, $3.50, and Coley gets to $16 yeah. each way. 12, you know, always, 12 16 yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I don't think it's going to get to that price, but um, yeah, I don't know. Might do. I don't know. We're off to race six. We haven't got an odd yet. Are you kidding? Race six, the Morley Growers Market Handicap. Graduation, 60 plus over the 1,800 metres. And, um, yeah, we get to see a uh, very smart young horse in the form of Crystal's Dream take advantage of the three-year-old allowance at this distance and this grade gets in with 54.5 kilos on the back of three straight victories for Jason Miller and Clint Johnston-Porter. This will be a bit different to the walk and sprint it's encountered in its last couple, but um, very fascinating runner. I imagine um, this filly, if she goes well at the 1,800 metres, then we'll probably see her in a uh, Ascot 1,000 guineas in a few weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, no, she's uh, can't ask much more than what she's done, but this is this is different. This yeah. is uh, yeah, a couple of gifts. She got to lead last start because nothing wanted it. I think they went twenty odd lengths below bench. Like yeah, it's pointless. Really, it was just it wasn't even a race. It was a track gallop. Before that, Yara Lee um, nearly got her in what was a more truly run race. Before that, she's beat Raging Beauty in a. In a maiden, so um, I'm yeah. This is a rate would have been great to talk about if we had prices. Yeah, I'm 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 keen to probably look around her, but what price is she going to go up? You yeah, know, I'm I'm keen to look around her if she sort of goes up three bucks or something like that. So um, it'll be fascinating. I'm really big on, especially. Don't forget, she's got barrier one as well. Yeah. We'll know how that is by that stage of the day, but. I'm really happy to take on horses drawn well behind horses, I, uh, behind leaders, I think will come back on them. And the two speed horses in this to me look like hoister colours in front, Elementaria outside it. And yep. for me, they're not part of this finish whatsoever. So I think a good draw here is actually, could actually be detrimental. Um, it either means she has to get out early if Clint's good enough to get off the fence pre-bend, which is hard from one, maybe an impossibility, or she has to get out and sprint when a lot of others have perhaps already leveled up type thing. So, uh, at this point in time, looking to take her on, but we'll we'll be guided by markets um, when they come out. Uh, we spoke about it earlier. I, I think I Rock Legacy blinkers on. William Pike back to eighteen hundred. I'm not sure if it's a true stayer. Expecting Pikey to to get that extra length out of this horse. It's turning into a little bit of a nonny. It's super consistent, but that's this is a Pike specialty in that sense. Well, um, Pike was Pike thwarted them. Last start, ah. um, Holly stayed in, got pocketed by Troy Turner. Yeah, and, and on page, what's, it, what's that horse's name? I don't think I watched that again. Thinking, oh, but geez, for a horse that it maybe isn't a true stayer, I think Holly almost did the right thing there. Page's turn should have been. She should have been off and going, off, off and rolling. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no she ended up getting out in the back of Soviet. You, you're right. Yeah, yeah, they were walking in that sense, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I wasn't as critical. Um, it's good for Travis Murray though, and John O'Kind. Oh, yeah. Last week, so I we went to the races. I backed that at um, Gerald in the start before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're on the winner, weren't you? Yeah, uh, I told. Um, I told. What was I going to say? I saw John O'Kind. He had uh, he owns two horses, born to talk, and um, Soviet Spy. He oh, never, wow. He'd never had a Saturday winner in his life, and you know, he, bang, bang, two and one. Got day. the double. Got the double. Oh. Paul Huckle race one, and who won in between? 
Alatorian. Oh, wow. That yeah, was one for the Battlers. Wasn't that, <laughs> wasn't that one for the Battlers? So, yeah. No, nah, well done. So, and Travis Murray, obviously, he owns Soviet Spy. His team's starting I think uh, well, Group so. 1, Greg Brown, is in uh, Soviet Spy as well. Okay. So I like, of, Soviet. I like Soviet Spy. I told Trav was real disappointed. I just said, Jerry, mate, sometimes yeah. they just go down there, especially with the kid on, they just yeah. don't go. Like, I, every other run this campaign was wild. Yeah. These trials were wildly good and um, no, really, no. really poor ride in that race yeah. from the pont on Vavinsky, yeah. who needs to go quick and needs to put some pressure in the race. And maybe the horse was just crazy. Crap as well, but they went 10, 12 lengths, and he's down yeah, on a lead. Like, what a great opportunity because you want on Vavinsky, you want to go five lengths above bench, I reckon. And what a great opportunity to, to get in front of Alimentario, who Clint would have handed up on and mm. kicked. And anyway, add it to the list. Um, but yes, I think Crystal's dream might be a, a little risky, but um, that's a lot to do with, with the map as and, well. And, and also, and also if, if Crystal Dream and CJP from one bounces out and tries to hold, say, leaders back, fragments, say, and they roll along at her. She's mm-hmm. going to probably – she could encounter a tempo that she hasn't faced yet. Might also suit her. Might suit her, yeah. Could, yeah, that's exactly right. It's a different but, race, though. Yeah, it is a different race. Up to 1,800 off 24 days as well. Um, there are a few little few little things that you can play around. That 1,800 on 24 days, yeah. to me, indicates they've suddenly sort of gone, hang on, we've got a – a horse for this type of campaign perhaps and they just wanted to make it all make sense so yep. she might have had a little fresh up in between or whatnot which might actually be beneficial for her campaign who knows but um might just pull whoever's taking all the esperance prices as soon as they go up they can go and stuff themselves as well by the way so <laughs> it's just i have never ever like i'm actually gonna have to stop doing esperance form because i just showed you then i wrote down seven horses like just with rough ideas of a price sort of i wanted above and um we're doing this. So I'm, I'm still looking every five minutes or so, but obviously I wasn't looking at the right time. Missed it by five minutes. All seven have basically halved in price. Like whoever's betting at Esperance has incredibly marked accounts and they're absolutely getting walloped. So anyway, I might suck Esperance. <laughs> That's me still done. But DJ, back to this race. Uh, I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's far more open than that. Um, Queen of Jerusalem was a horse I was a bit – I saved on it last start when it got out to a price. I was a bit disappointed. I didn't make that a good result. I thought she was one run away, which would be this – upcoming run yeah um so she to me she looks she looks really really, really well like that horse quite interesting she as, looks, a, as a prospect yeah, yeah she looks really well suited here and uh, i think a big improvement will also be number four caramundi it was actually a really good run the other yeah. day when dead last it's it's been the uh it's copped a couple of crazy um crazy slow tempos and i think it's a horse that needs a big strong tempo it's i know its best win was on a heavy deck i know its best win one of its wins was on a heavy deck at pinjara but that was a strong tempo day where it had to grind away kept coming to the line and i get the feeling if it doesn't have to just they you know sprint at the 600 and because it can't sprint with mm. it at the 600 so the wide gate in a moving line i don't know if it's going to win the race but i think it'll uh it'll go better than it's uh than it's sp but um yeah i'm depending what prices go up i'm looking probably to take on crystal's dream and queen of jerusalem's probably the one yeah queen of jerusalem will get me rock legacy probably price dependent as well um yeah I, crystal's dream looks cracking philly for connections uh, it can it can win, but I'm I'm thinking it's going to have a two in front of it. Terry, what do you? I reckon, I reckon it's going to end up being super short. Yeah, so, I, oh, I'm sort of like yeah. I'm six seven dollars. Yeah, so it's it, I doubt it's ever going to be in bet, bet, bet yeah, for me. La, la, um, but that's that's to do with the fact that a I'm not convinced how good it is. It it could well be good enough. I'm definitely not saying that. But to, and it's also map orientated. Yeah. It's also the fact that I'm expecting the inside pad to still be a little bit dodgy. So yeah. there's three things that um, she has to contend with there. Three-year-old filly 
relatively inexperienced taking on some season sort of week in week out rating. I don't mind that aspect as much. We see the three year olds dominate a fair bit. It's just that she's she hasn't beaten anything yet. No. She's been winning a little four five horse fields where two of them can't walk. So I tell you what, he's got got a nice filly there, but he's got an even nicer filly in the form of Admiration Express. Mm. If any any listeners haven't caught. The uh, recent trial victory of Admiration Express, who of course won the uh, WA Champion Phillies um, last November. Do yourselves a favour and tune in because I think we've got something very, very special there. And she's going to be um, stepping out in some three-year-old features very, very soon. So um, that's the stable mate, of course, of this race's likely favourite, Crystal Dream. But both both Terry and I are, are um, Queen of Jerusalem camp at the moment, and um, I'm thinking Pike on Rock Legacy. If um, it could be could be his day with the Wizard jumping on board. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7 is the Quokka slot race, 15th of April, handicap. Over the mile, it's a ratings 66 plus. Speaking of Pike going on, Pike went on Weapon Sun last start straight to the front and won well for Dan Morton, his first win since the stable change. He'd been racing well without luck, a couple of, um, couple of court wides, a couple of tempo-related results, but he got things on his turn the other day and saluted. All my money was in that race, was pretty stiff in the uh, Weapon Sun race. Their last start held up the majority, gate five with CJP on board. Looks a... Uh, looks, uh, Looks a really good race for uh, all my money. And I thought my body, Eddie, and Speedy Miss are the other possible winning hopes. Derek? Yeah, it was, Weapon Sun was, uh, was a big result. Um, I was really keen last start, so it was a, it was a nice win. But I must admit, if I, if I knew they were going to lead, I probably wouldn't have been too keen to be on. So I, I said to a few of the lads who were at the time, I said, I think I might have got away with one there. It seemed to the market, seemed to know. I, I, in all fairness, I did expect it to firm heavily. Mate, and, every, and time I, every time I clicked on that race, the price just kept evaporating. Wow, I was $2.90. I yeah. was really short weapon son. So I, I had it, a, but I was aggressive. I knew who I wanted to be on. So yeah. sometimes markings are with me. They're a bit inconsequential because you sort of know the horse you want to be on. But um yeah, to, to go to the front, kick and win like that, it's been a horse traditionally that has found it difficult without cover in saying that. We look at that run in the Mandra Cup over 1,400, deep the trip with Lactar on. Um, that was a sign that it could probably do I actually that. Think, I actually manner. think he likes it. Well, clearly, yeah. from last start, clearly. Yeah. So, um, look, you'd think the same tactics will be employed here. He's not super quick, but he's very lucky that there's only probably one other horse with gate speed in Pat Scott Sass. If there was another quick one under it, you'd go, oh, God, this could get really ugly because it isn't super quick out the gates. It has to be work to get there. And from the widest gate with 59, you don't want to do too much work with a horse like All My Money um, who looks to be humming again not far from you. So fascinating what Paul Harvey does on Pat Scott Sass if he shows intent or whether he decides just to sit off um, Pike and Weapon Sun. I think that's an integral part of the race. Um, but look, if it repeats that performance, obviously very hard to be, but the 59 barrier 12 that will pose some questions with uh, all my money getting two kilos and probably a more favourable run behind it. So, Potentially, yeah. for the sake of a tip, 
I'll go with all my money, but uh, not a huge amount in the market between them for me. Yeah, I think all my money can turn the tables. Yep. Uh, looks a good setup. Uh, that first up victory under Braden Garth at Pinjaro was tremendous. Uh, no luck last start. Uh, just needs to get some galloping room on my money. He's got that real um, closing speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but Weaponson's tough. He's race fit. He's in yeah. form. If he's up on speed rolling, all my money's going to have to run a ripping split to get over the top of him. So bear that in mind. And Speedy Miss is flying for Dion. Dion just he's a freak. Mm. He's a freak, Dion. Outstanding tip of the hat. And my boy Eddie, don't know if he's quite as at that at that level as the couple of the other ones at the point of the market, but he's building and he's gonna win one soon. Yeah, my boy Eddie, for me, I, I looked at the because um, that's one I've been waiting for as well. I looked at the way they got home, that particular ace down for us, my boy Eddie, and all my money. And again, I thought all my money was yeah. the most impressive. Yeah. It's the one that's got probably the capability to step a pair closer. Eddie, Eddie doesn't seem to be able to use the gates whatsoever. Uh, and down for us drew a few wider. And I thought, again, all my money was probably the most impressive the way it got to the line. So it was an easy decision out of those three. Um, but yeah, the, the th- wait, three race this is run is it's Pat's got Sass can win this race as well. The way. It's a forget it went around over two thousand. I actually think that was a really good run. <laughs> yeah, forget it went around over the two thousand. Like the the run before, it's it's given a really nice kick on a cold rail, beat yeah. two point eight lengths with Tash Faithful in the saddle behind Al Safina. Uh, the run before that, it gave a nice kick. I don't I don't think it goes for the kids as much. I know it's one with Jet Stanley on on board in the past. Um, it went really nice in the Jungle Dawn. Missed the kick. Had to work hard to get to the breeze. Beaten two lengths per zoom. And the start before that, Kesh did heaps of work from the outside gate. It was only Megazone that um, beat at home, who's obviously continued to frank that form this mm. preparation. So I think Pat's got Sass can win. Yeah, if, she, I think. if she goes across and finds the front, then she's even gonna, if she she's lets weapons and goes and just finds the right. Um, there, it might even be better if, if the rail isn't crash hot to go, let her go and pop to the breeze. Yeah. Or who, who knows? Who yeah. knows? They can make that decision, I guess. But uh, the race is the one there. Speedy miss on its back. That's the weakest form line by panels that we ripper, uh, asymmetric, uh, etc. That's a very weak form reference. Um, but she maps so well for a, a yard that's flying, you sort of go, like, well, she gets first look at the judge, drops in weight too. I think, yeah, yeah. But I do think that. All my money shouldn't be too far off her and should have her um, in that sense. And they're the three ways it's run. So you yep. can back one of the two out in front. You could back Paddle, Weapon Sun. You could back the really good map horse and Speedy Miss. Or you could back the horse that's probably not far from Speedy Miss, who I think can get over. The progressive, yeah. A lot of them. But, um, yeah, not with a huge amount of confidence. So. All right. Race 8 is the feature of the day, the $100,000 Ascot Mile. And uh, the Velvet Queen, she has really clicked into gear this prep. Um could be argued that she should be unbeaten, actually, in her uh, five starts, but uh, three wins uh, from those five starts, and she was just awesome last night getting over the top top of a very brave big screen. Um, fast, super fast race, high rating race, um, over the 1,500 metres there, and uh, she just had too much closing speed on that occasion for big, spe- for big screen who gave her um, excellent kick. There was a few nice runs behind them, but... Um, in, in the form of uh, West River Miracle and General Grant, uh, not General Grant, rather, uh, West River Miracle and No Apology in the same race. I thought they were okay and they're going to improve as the um, preparation progresses. But I actually think the biggest danger to the Velvet Queen is a horse by the name of Corn Cobb um, on the quick backup, drops in weight, slides in right on the minimum, and the wizard William Pike is the replacement rider for um, who wrote it last Saturday? Charge so, Dyson. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Corn Cobb goes at this level. 
and um, for new trainer Campbell McCallum. And um, yeah, if Velvet Queen runs into encounters any uh, traffic issues in transit, then a horse like Corn Cop can certainly take advantage. Really disgruntled about Esperance, BJ. <laughs> What a waste of honestly, what a waste of time doing all the form. I don't know who's betting in Esperance, but dearie, mate. But what about away. what about exchange? Oh, I'm what about, what about yeah, that's late? exactly that's all that's all I can do. That's literally all I can do now is um is hope that and they do often get the wobble. Brad Brad's someone that says it quite a lot. People want to be on a certain horse. It gets walloped. Oof, yep. That was a loud whack. And then yep. um, Betfair autocorrects itself. So so you got to be smart in that situation not to dive in at bottom price mm-hmm. after it's been walloped, which sometimes it's hard not to do. But you got to remember the opportunity to back the horse will always be there, even if it means a lower price. Anyway, I'm trying to tell myself that, by the way. Uh, this is Betfair. the one race we've got some market to look at. Betfair, Betfair. Brad's up. Oh, Brad's up for this race. He went up the other day. Um, I'm with you. This Brave. I, found, Brave this, I found this the easiest race in the entire card to do, and yep. I don't know if I'll have a bet. Um, the Velvet Queen, for me, will probably stalk Corn Cobb. I think it's a great map for Corn Cobb, yep. despite the awkward-looking gate, because big screen might get across Cockney Crew. Um, Chevelle de Varga will spear across and might breeze if that occurs, otherwise might tuck in, but there should be enough speed for Corn Cobb to come across. There should be out, excellent speed. Yeah. Sit outside of West River Miracle, and I think Chris Parnham will, will probably just look to kick up and follow Corn Cobb everywhere it goes. I think the Velvet Queen's going to be too brilliant for Corn Cobb over the 1800, but... Like the way I've marked oh, my markers this race were a dollar ninety the Velvet Queen four forty corn cob yep. eleven dollars big screen I think big screen was the beneficiary of having it was almost uni time that kicked up to leaders back then had the retired now retired sentimental queen in the yep. breeze and it had the the sort of Bruce pl- plodding away Bruce Bruce will win one. Probably not one of these, but Bruce will win one soon. I think it's going better than the numerical form suggests. Um, so it had one of those maps that allows you to go quick shake them off. And then the velvet queen establish, a, establish a margin. I know yeah. that I know it only won by half a length or a head or whatever it was, but it it was pretty comfortable still. It was a powerful. powerful you know what I mean, yeah. Chris? I don't think he considered getting the stick here. Yeah. Uh, it was a great run from Big Screen too. Don't get me wrong. Is Big but, Screen is the mile? As query for Big yeah, Screen is one of the mile. Yeah, but just big screen, feel, I'm nowhere, it feels like he's better at fourteen. I'm nowhere near Big Screen here. Yeah. I'll be very very surprised. I mean, to be honest with you, the, I didn't even consider it. But the the bet for me here is probably just. The back the, the Velvet Queen Corn Cob Quinella. Yeah. Like the or sort of Yeah. Is Corn Cob gonna be um, same race multi? Oh, that was a hard luck, wasn't it? <laughs> you can tell you can tell that story, huh? That's a hard luck. That's good pun that's good punning with good that reward, isn't yeah, it? Deary mate. Yeah. Um Yeah, deary mate. Um Quinella. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. A Quinella bet or a corn cob each way at two dollars twenty plus a hole type thing. If, if I've got him a dollar ninety four forty, and then the next favourite heavy in the teens, like he's a fascinating horse, corn cob. Mm. Eleven wins, only four. Well, its last um, couple of runs, it's been it's been really tight. It's been tough on speed, and I think it's probably a better horse in slow cover. in slow races. I yeah. just can't see unless, as you said, unless there's some bad luck. I, I can't see it holding out the velvet coin if it's on its back. Ooh. But don't forget what Pike's worth though. Yeah, so I'm with you there. Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'll do, yeah, the Velvet Queen. What pro, what price? What's your SP Betfair SP? Do you reckon? For oh, Velvet I don't Queen? know. I actually end up um, backing the Velvet Queen last yeah, so start. She only got to two ten or something. Yeah. But with this, because I backed to Bazoom initially, yeah. and it came out with the scratching. I think I was like a dollar sixty eight. It's not really my MR. I didn't have much on. If if I'm betting at short prices, I actually have less on. Yeah. Like it's the way I sort of go about it. But um, 
So, yeah, I'm just going to watch it later. If again, I've got a dollar ninety four forty. If there is Pike money and Corn Cob starts four sixty, and we get two dollars thirty five two forty, I'll probably yeah. be willing to to play again. You know, so in saying that, that that that's my thought process. If you're looking at a sort of a bet in that sense, it's each way Corn Cob or a win bet on um, the Velvet Queen. And to be honest, if you can get six bucks one and then back the other at two forty, you can always do a back and save, and that is boring as buggery. But I just cannot see. Um, one of the two not winning it. But, um, yeah, pretty confident it'll be the Velvet Queen. Sweet. And um, Perth Cup plays to get a runner-up there in uh, Stafford's Lad. This is uh, – he's going to be going around in the Ascot Mile, heading to South Australia where he will have two starts in the Lord Reams, which is a 2,600-metre lead-up to the Adelaide Cup, and then the 3,200 3, metres in the <laughs> – That's what happened to me by the bloody Esperance side. I got Lord Reamed. <laughs> So that's yeah. uh, that stuff. It's heading time. heading towards the uh, the the time honoured yeah. Adelaide. There's a few stayers here. Living the dream back. It's a there's a very uh, Cockney crew off. It's only off three weeks. I forget mm. the Perth Cup was run twice. Um, sorry, I didn't forget it was run twice. I just uh, you forget how recent that was. Well, it feels these like horses, a, it feels like these that horses, was a long time ago. These horses need to be rolling for the uh, the Bunbury Cup. It's not yeah, that far away. So. Yep. No, exactly yeah, right. They might, yeah. like, to be honest, I reckon they'll ride Cockney Crew with the city here. Okay. And that will work in big screens favour massively because it's got a, a horse who I think will be going a long way from home yep. following horse. Okay. You, you would, wouldn't you, with Cockney Crew, though? Yeah. You'd try something different with a race with that much speed. You'd say, well, hang on, we're not going to kick up and probably outstay some of these. So let's especially, see how we go with cover. If you've got a preparation. Yeah, ahead just a learning process. You're not, yep. you don't, yeah, I don't think you're trying to win this. So. All right. So what time is it, Terry? BJ, it's time for the get out stakes. H A L A T O R I O N. I pre-planned that one. <laughs> the extremely popular Get Out Steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats. Timmy Hewitt, he uh, was kind enough to let the competition roll through in our absence. So we've been, um, yeah, we've been. Our listeners have been enjoying the opportunity to to try and win a uh, meat pack weekly uh, over the last two months while we have uh, been on our hiatus. So, but of course, Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road, run by the legend himself, Timmy Hewitt. Um, if you're out there, drop in. Timmy and his team will give you the red carpet treatment out there at Market City Meats. Congratulations to all our Get Out Stakes winners during our break. And Terry, we actually had a few first-time, quite a few first-time mm. winners. So the the popularity of the Get Out Stakes just continues oh, to exponential, grow. exponential, yeah. Out of control. Understandable. I've been told best free comp in the world. Now to apparently. enter the <laughs> Get Out Stakes uh, race night at Ascot on Saturday. Hit us up at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. Let us know or who Sunday. you think wins. Or Sunday. Who you think Sunday wins morning. the last. Uh, and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places are required. Uh, remembering, of course, the Sam White rule, who, um, yeah, the mastermind himself, Sam White. First in, best dressed. First in, best And dressed. you have to get the spelling right, too. That's key. That's key. So make sure you spell. Spell Halitorian, right? Yes. Do you want to run through it again? You're right. <laughs> um... <laughs> What do you reckon, BJ? You, you lead us. You tell us. You tell me who's going to win, why they're going to win it, and what they're going to win after this race. Whoa! I think we're talking about a little, hey, fer- little fairy creature that lives on an island just off the coast of Western Australia. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon if you're a slot old, you, you, is it I a reckon woman, that we is it a woman fuzzy little creature or what? I reckon. Uh, you give me a spell. I, I reckon <laughs> if. Uh, I reckon if you are 
I reckon some slot holders would be very well advised to tune uh, in. I'm not talking about tune in. Watch not it. Tour in particular. Watch but you've got to go for the form horse in WA at the time as well because I think it's uh, so a holding fire as long as possible. So we'll just wait and see. Pretty impressive though. You know what's on the same day? You, you, know you know what's on the same day? Caracatta. And? Caracatta. And the Quagga. Yeah, Caracatta. I know. Yeah, yeah the Quagga's on the same day. What Oden, a day. Oden Acker all up. <laughs> Oden Acker all up. Hell, sorry. So, no, uh, the most- I love how people- I love how even I, like, I, I'm, I'm fully aware. Like, I'm fully aware of the- uh, We're a 77 Raider who's been a battler for 27 starts and we're suddenly just thrown together two- Well, they're black type runs. The most improved horse in WA. Yeah. In 2023, right? Ownership groups lifted it. I'll yeah. tell you what. Mm, impressive. What price? I just so I wanted to see. I, well, we'll see soon. What price Brad was going to go up. So does hopefully he, it's not far away. Does he opt out of that or does he just, just keep. No, he still does. But yeah. Brad goes up super thin for yeah. all the ones we own. So yeah. he's. Uh, it, it'll, I don't think I've ever had a bet on one of my horses with Brad early. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's wary that I'm. Uh, what, that I'll shove it what, in his face. You, you, I wanted to get Roy. Uh, Trigger Rogers on the uh, show this week. Mm. You just said just next just, week. Just calm your jets. We we'll get through this week first, yeah, and then we'll get him on. Yeah, we'll week. get him on. Yeah. Um, you speaking. You speaking to Roy. What's what has been the what's the secret sauce here? Like what are, what's going on? I just With needs, what's going on? I just needs a firm deck. I think yeah. firm deck. Um, William Pike. Yeah, I, I think Willie Pike's a, a key element. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's the improvements wild. Like it's it's proper. It's, it's sort of eight nine lengths. So you go back. So to you that. get you get the the ratings through the the um, GTX ratings. Yeah, and, they, and, well, and they, usually they I'm not. Up, yeah, they they massively hold up. Um, and he sort of last start you could even say um, last start you could even say he probably wasn't suited because he pulled a bit early, went to the front, which wasn't the plan. But we were willing to do so. By the way, if you read our little text exchange where um thanks holly i told the lads uh, i said watch capital flight not want to lead because yeah. two starts ago at one with the sit and last start it failed leading even though that was being challenged by acromantula throughout i said watch them because everyone's so reactive oh mm. we can't leave they don't look at a speed map so yeah just had a little word i said pikey if they don't go for it be willing to go to the top and tell you what i felt pretty good when he went to the top in one by three mm. after that so um that's just incredible how reactive um, and it wasn't uh, Holly would have wanted to lead that race. I have no doubt whatsoever. It wasn't Holly Watson. It was uh, the connections I reckon that have just not considered. The stewards were impressed by her handing up either. But it was, I yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just I could just see it pre race. I was mm -hmm. like, because they, they're going to look. Oh, we won with a sit, then we lost trying to lead. Let's ride with a sit, despite the fact there is no speed in the race. We've got barrier one. Like anyway, it's madness. Complete utter madness. You got to have some bravery. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, the secret is I don't know. We just got lucky. I think. Tell you what, though, when we uh, it's all about I got I got done at Northern. Roy did me because I said I want a horse. I want to buy that a few from. Is this stage of proceeding? So I want a horse with you, Roy. Yeah. And um, uh, he goes, which one do you want? Which one do you want? And he mentioned a few names. I said, Nah, I want that thing that ran second in the maiden earlier in the day with Maddie Corning on it. Yeah. Ran second to Peter Fernie's talk it up. I said, I want I want Alatorian. He goes, how much one? I said, half. Give me half. Yeah. And um, no, I said, I want the whole thing, actually. He said, no, 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 Wendy will want to keep, his wife will want to keep half. And I said, all right. So he called me a price and it was 40 grand. And um, for so half was 20, obviously. And I um, I was I thought, oh, geez, I reckon I'm getting done here. But, <laughs> but before, while I'm thinking that, the word that came out of my mouth was done. <laughs> done. <laughs> So I thought, oh, fuck me, Dad. So I messaged a few of the lads and luckily Brad and Nelson, uh, the Johnston the brothers, brothers Pistol yeah. Anthony. This was a late in, actually. I gave Pete uh, 5% for bugger all because I just wanted to get some of the uh, – because I was left with a big lump of it. <laughs> um, I just wanted to get some off the 
because uh, obviously the training fees are astronomical when mm. you're only sort of a reasonable man or one. And um, yeah, we battled away in, in maiden grade and then we probably should have won the West Speed uh, final. Pikey was held up the entirety. We should have won the West Speed platinum race following and Oliver was held up the entirety. How's that? That's when I said, fuck, I'm, I'm not I'm not destined to be at the racetrack um, when that happens. Barrier two, barrier two, Pike, Oliver, they both come back and go, oh, geez, we would have won that, boys, mm. you know? And you're kidding me. Like, what's going on here? And then um, none of us really had a bet of note at the, the next start and we, we sit on the back a bit of Merritt who oh. came out, by the way, who came out its very next start and was a run of the race by panels. Behind us that day was Weapon Son, was Ain't No Other Man who's been super. Like, do you know how good a form reference it is? And you and we uh, didn't just almost, win. almost broke the track record. We didn't just win. We, we won with, with all, we would have broke the track record if he tried. Yeah, told him. We told him to pull it up once he got about four in front. <laughs> anyway, went to Albany and um, you didn't ask for all this, but you're getting it all. Went to Albany and um, did not handle because it was a soft seven. It says good four. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just simply did not go a yard because it was the wrong deck. And then we were a bit nervous. Like we, obviously, we just thought – I probably thought, Jeff, was that just a flash in the pan? He's obviously got the ability to do it, but yeah. maybe a flash in the pan. And to win like that again is very exciting anyway. Tremendous. So Tremendous. That's that's the story. And But you're right, the improvements. It's wild. Yeah. But at least we know, we know the horse so well now. It's like firm deck. That's okay. Firm deck. So, so he's anyway. he's 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 using the this this race on the sad day. It's a audition in a way, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Now I say this in private because it's quite fun, or I put up a little tweet here or there for a bit of. But then I feel like I'd sound like a goose. So that's it's the most anyone that has a, a good uh, sprinter that's going okay in these lower grades. The first thing they do is make the quokka joke. I don't, I don't want to repeat the the same joke every single person makes. But our figures are like because how's the serenity is fourteen dollars. I reckon we would have looking at the way we were going, we would have beaten our serenity just on numbers. Um, from those starts. So if she's $14 in that market for the Quokka, then dearie may. Tell you what, SEN's got a slot. Who does a little bit of work for SEN? I right. thought, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Very coincidental. Wouldn't that, that be- Very a, coincidental that you're back on the airways this yeah, Friday. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I, show, I, did, I mentioned it to Miles this morning. I very said, give coincidental. Give me, me Hutchie's number. Yeah. So was he the one that personally bought the slot? So, yeah. Uh, look, we're going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to overcome uh, a seriously challenging looking map here to some degree, BJ. But, so gate, um, gate 10 of 12. Yep. Bit of weight. Um, yeah. Very interesting. That's why I wanted your thoughts when we started this race 40 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> uh, my thoughts are um, good luck beating Halatorian, I think. I think only bad luck beats Halatorian. Uh, ain't no other man and warm and fuzzy. Ain't no other man's racing really well, but just can't seem to just get that win. That's typical ain't no other man. He's been brave and consistent and honest. Do you, uh, much, do you know how much weight it gets on Halatorian for the run back on the 17th of the what's 12th? What's the turnaround? Seven and a half, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and he and was, uh, and he comes out of that the race that Woman Fuzzy won. You're saying that all the things about seven and a half lengths behind us. As yes, well, so. yeah, he got cast out. Yeah, uh, Woman Fuzzy. I tell you what, Ash. I remember backing Woman Fuzzy in a race first up. Brad Parnham on board at Ascot. I think it was, I think it was like two ten. It started three bucks and ran last in a field of six. That's good punning. Awesome, and uh, two two starts later. After winning a Mount Barker Maiden, I think it was gone with Ash Maley. And I think he's won six races with her, mm -hmm. five, no, four Saturday races, I think. Yeah. He's just done- More in store just, too. Sorry? More in store too. Yeah. He's like, he's he's just, 
one of those horses who keeps like every time you raise the bar for him, he measures up. So, but he's drawn eleven, so he's drawn one outside. You warm and fuzzy with uh, Taj on board. So um, yeah, you're kind of both in the same boat. But for me, I just feel like the way Alatorian is race, racing, uh, love and Pike, loving the firm decks. Um, yeah, with unless it's tremendously unlucky or you know like caught randomly caught four wide no cover. I think uh, I think Haller should uh, should get the chockies again. Yeah, interesting map with uh, Ain't No Other Man uh, in one. Everyone's going to just naturally say, well, that's your leader. But Ain't No Other Man's a horse that can be really good from the gates. But on some days, it can be like last start. It can be really wobbly from the mm. machines as well. So in a race where there's no speed, there's always a few more that look to come across. And I don't think they'll have much of an option with Warm and Fuzzy. I, I know that Ash May likes a horse ridden with a bit of cover if possible. It did win leading last campaign. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not really a possibility, you'd think, from this position. You've got to just be aggressive and and hope that now it's a fit horse and can keep rolling. Yep. Um, but then you've got Honeydew from nine. I presume their tactics will probably be to uh, let us go and follow Halatorian. Um, and then he's got what I don't think is is super quick. So, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if Halatorian ends up 1-1. It wouldn't surprise me if Halatorian ends up in front. It wouldn't surprise me if Halatorian ends up three deep no cover mm. as well. So, um, yeah, it's a fascinating one in that sense. Price-wise. Tactics on Blow Me Out could be interesting. Blow Me Out's a nice horse too. If, blow Me Out, two trials. If it goes forward, it could be the th- leading up the three wide line, and then all of a sudden, you know where the wizard is, yep. he's right on his back. So, yeah, yep. oh, there's also the map has potential for this to turn ugly for yep. us as well. Yep. So, we have times where we're not the quickest horse out of the gates. You need to remember that as what well. What price so, are you thinking, Halatorian? I, I found it very difficult to mark, and I'm, yeah, so I, 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 I this is the horse I, I would like to be on, but I, uh, I'm also, yeah, I'm pretty happy to probably just watch it and i mean i'm enjoying this ride immensely at the moment so if it's it's it transcends punting to some degree but what price were you uh, i was thinking about three bucks yeah okay mm. yeah I, i'd marked him high twos initially but yeah. then i three bucks would be nice i saw nice. the figures and whatnot and you thought gee gee whiz you could even have him a touch shorter it's a yeah. nice setup for hammer mill by the way yeah uh it wasn't suited by the thousand around the quickest last two of the day do you know Halatorian ran the fourth quickest last two. He ran the quickest last two of the race despite leading and going above bench to the turn. Oh, that's that's the sign. That's something I love to see um, for a proper racehorse. So anyway, yeah. do you remember King Cool Cat? Yeah. It's got to be the King Cool Cat, apart from the fact we broke our maiden a little bit earlier. Yeah. It's got to be a King Cool Cat about bit it. Of King so, cool cat. Yeah. So the plan will just be to um to try and win this and geez, if we can win this by margin. I won't come as um, I won't come as quietly next week. A bit meek, bit meek. Me. Um, yeah. me. But yeah, Halatorian for me in the get out stakes. So I imagine he's going to be a very popular entry. Yes, uh, great map for my dilemma as well. It won't look like that on paper, but yeah. I expect this race to have a really nice wide line moving into it. And I think my dilemma, while it was a good winner last start, I think we both had something on small yeah. last start, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's impossible that she can win again as well um, as the last horse standing late in the day so um, there you go put pims royale in your first horse as well but don't do that no don't do that no you can if you want <laughs> we might have heard vj's maddie <laughs> you probably take the place for us yeah maybe yeah um okay so let's take a break and we'll be back with our best our maddies and our lays for ascot Maldo. Okay, team, during the ad break, uh, with no odds available, any odds available for one race um, on Saturday at the moment, being the Ascot Mail Race 8. The What's guru, going on? The guru, I know, the guru and I have uh, well, made an executive decision that we're not going to give out our best, our maddies or our lays for this meeting without odds. 
Um, it just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. Instead, we will um, get them published on the Betfair hub under the the one one umbrella there at uh, the Betfair Education Centre there. Hey, so betfair.com.au. Hey, hey. Terry and my best, our mad. Our Maddie and our Lay for this Ascot Mile meeting will be on the Betfair Hub, so go check that out. Very good, BJ. Yeah. That's it. We got through 153. Our return hit out.